0: Well, holy crap, Jesse! It's time for another episode of the Carpe Fide Podcast. Now, you know on the Carpe Fide Podcast, if the shoe fits, you wear it. <laughs> and, if, <laughs> and if the truth hurts, you bear it. Didn't see that coming, did you? I didn't, but since you cursed twice on our last podcast, I did feel I, like I... I, I said holy crap. Like, like, did I just curse? Well, crap's a level... Well, that's like a one and a half. Oh, get out of here. Oh, it's three not even tiers, so crap. does You're not, not three? register. Tier three, tier three is, you know, the C word and the F word, you know. What? Like freak? Uh, no. Um, oh, you mean, oh, so tier three is the worst tier. Tier three is the worst tier. So the C word, the K word, the F word. Okay. Where do K- you put the H word? word? What's the K word? Oh, that would be the racist term for Jews. Sounds like Bike. I am so pure. I don't know the word. Well, for let you us talk. all bow to your purity. <laughs> Jeez, I'm sorry. I apologize everyone for my racism. Uh, wow. I need to go to some place. Anyway, so now. level two. I, okay. I think level two are things like. Well, I, I can't say them anyway. We'll, we'll move on. What About the H word, because that's an actual place, real thing. Can I? Can you say that? Well, I I, I kind of think it's like a. I think it. I think it's a tier one. How about how about a donkey? How about that word? The a word for that? Can you? You know that's someone's being... bordering. That's like bordering a level two, just because it's mean spirited. All right. Well, what if someone is being a a donkey? Well, you know, then then I think that falls under. Uh, Does that come more to level one because it goes yeah, back to the original meaning? Yeah. It, it flip flops. It it's uh it's non non. <laughs> binary <laughs> so when i yell so when i yell at my my it's fluid my little female dog and i call her the b word that's that's that becomes level one because it's the appropriate meaning of yeah the word. yeah yeah but if you're referring to a person like that i would feel like that's a level two like calling them as a b word now what right. if i say they're behaving acting like a b word well i now, mean that flow in between level one level two yeah i guess so it, it's definitely never reaches level three level three is like cardi b's songs the not. whole song, including the <laughs> title. <laughs> so here's what I want to clarify by the way. On the last podcast I did not curse Okay, so we're an argument here, I said effing, which is not cursing. It's actually oh, purposefully okay. not using the word. Alright, so one time. So, Alright. And that part was yeah, I guess I guess that may have been. But you know what? We were talking about abortion, so it, it all comes I down get to level hot. one. I get <laughs> hot when people want to kill babies. I guess. It. Well, I mean that's not. Fun. Well, not that right. you know what Right, right right. All, right, right. all right. Well, three minutes in, and here we are. So, uh, what what are we talking about today, Justin? Well, today we're going to talk a little bit. <laughs> Let me pass the mic to you. <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to talk about uh, was a very humorous blog post um, that. Uh, let's see. It was published uh, the sixteenth of February. So you may have heard it talked about, depending on which circles you run in or what podcasts you listen to. Um, not, I, I never heard it like diag, diagnosed per se and and, and deep dived on a podcast. Um, but we haven't really talked about our views on church, and as two pastors, it might be a good idea. This article is written rather humor humorously uh, by one Chris Hume, who also wrote a, a lovely little book as well. Hmm. Now the uh, we won't spoil the name because. It spoils the satire. It's hilarious. Right. Um, so we won't won't tell the name of the book until till the end. Now, it's not a long book, uh, but it is it is a very effective book at making a, uh, a historical and biblical argument for, for the topic he chose to write on. Um, but his, his little blog post is entitled, Six Reasons Every Pastor Should Require Masks and Social Distancing at Church. <laughs> and when I say it's humorous, I say it's humorous because the article is under the genre of what you might call satire right yes now let me i may i take a liberty and read the first paragraph just so the introduction paragraph the the introduction you know what you take a liberty and you go ahead and read that just don't just don't veer off into the licentiousness okay okay, right. right you prepare your next thought while i do this he says i've said it before navigating pastoral ministry is tricky business but one thing that you can take to the bank is that requiring masks and social distancing at church is an outstanding pastoral decision. The nice thing is, is that you don't really have to think about it. The government and health experts have already done all the thinking for you. Your job is to do what they say. But just in case you're still (laughs) unsure if you should require churchgoers to wear masks and social distance, here are six reasons why every pastor should require these wise and loving measures. (laughs) why are you laughing like a little girl it's funny (laughs) they've already done all the faking for you (laughs) your job is to do what they say oh thank goodness if only that was the simple job of a pastor was to do (laughs) To do what your governing authorities told you oh, to do. If only Paul did what they told him to do, he wouldn't have gotten killed. Oh my gosh! Maybe they wouldn't have boiled John alive in oil and then exiled him to Patmos. We would have had more books of the Bible. He was just being selfish. What a jerk! What a jerk! How dare he follow God? Hmm. And what's up with that? What's up with that whole? You know Peter and John thing. You know, saying that they should 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 they obey God rather than man, or man rather than God. Which one should they do? They were going to choose God. I mean, if they hadn't have done that, they wouldn't have gotten put in prison. Well, they're obviously selfish jerks. We can just we'll just say that outright. So clearly, you can see where the article is going to be going. This is uh, now. You, you you might think this is how backwards our culture's gotten, and this is where the concern for me comes in. You might hear an article title like six reasons every pastor should require mass and social distancing at church and you might think yes that's right that's a true that's a true statement and you might even have heard that first paragraph and by golly if you might have even thought well yeah that's it right the governments done our thinking for us that's where the real concern comes in for me jess because knowing christian this is clearly satirical He's tongue in cheek all the way in that opening paragraph. Right. But the fear in culture is that that's actually what people think the church is to do. That the church is to follow whatever dictums come down from on high. Right. Are you going to be distracted all night? Nope. I don't know if I believe you. I won't be. All right. <laughs> I mean, I understand why, but it's still. Nonetheless, social media can be a very distracting thing, it's terrible. I mean, gee whiz, no one pays us for this. I hate it. <laughs> so he has uh, he has six rules that we're going to we're going to talk through, and then we're going to talk briefly about the ideas of what a church is. Hmm. Uh, what what it what, maybe maybe we'll dive into some ideas of what it looks like to be a member of a church. Okay. Um, and as two pastors here, we're gonna we're gonna advocate strongly, advocate strongly for for, for being a uh, member of a local expression of God's uh, God's church. Um, and then we're going to just look at a couple of ideas of what's happened to church very suddenly. Hmm. Uh, I'll talk about a, a lawn sign I pass every day. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, and and why why I struggle every time I pass it <laughs> to let it exist still on a lawn. <laughs> you know, I mean one one swift turn of that wheel and I could just take out the lawn sign and well part of the lawn and just never <laughs> Maybe you have. Maybe have a right, couple of days right. off in the process. Oh no. I deliver boxes. Oh so we'll yeah! Oh no. oh no! Oh yeah! Um, so let's go. Let's go through the, the fun. Let's do the fun part first. Let's go through some of these thoughts in this article. Rule number one: All right, six reasons why a church should uh, should advocate uh, for for social distancing and wearing masks. Rule number one: You will be fitting in, and helping others to fit in too. <laughs> one of your most important duties as a pastor is to fit in with other pastors. <laughs> i mean really he makes the argument quite clearly i mean if a majority of other churches are going to enforce mass i mean shouldn't shouldn't you do it there it's got to be correct that's the right thing to do right right if everyone else is doing it (laughs) why would you be the one not doing it right i mean that's the type of stuff that gets you beheaded (laughs) i want to be i want to be clear here When, when we say the majority of others are enforcing a mass mandate, one of the things that we don't want to do at a church necessarily <coughs> is mandates. <laughs> this is gonna sound this is gonna sound radical. One of the things you don't want to do at church is mandate something that is not mandated by God. I wanna be careful to do that. Well well that that's one of his other points. Oh, uh, okay. It's, I don't want to get too far weird. ahead. No, 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 don't get too far ahead. John Knox was definitely wrong when he said a man with God is always in the majority (laughs) because if you're without your church friends also doing the same thing what good is is it being on God's side (laughs) point point number two (laughs) You will encourage everyone to trust the government. <laughs> no, I can't even do this one. Christians should be innocent as serpents and wise as doves. This is especially true when it comes to government mandates relating to the church. <laughs> because the government is worthy of our complete trust and obedience, there is no need to question any of their de- <laughs> their decisions. <laughs> this is one of the best paragraphs in the oh in my entirety gosh. of it. So good. Um, and for those of you ignorant of, an, of the entirety of church history... Um, I I will always advocate. It is bad when the spheres of government and church mingle. Always bad. Never been a good thing, okay? Stay in your lane. Um, um, You have a role. They are two different spheres of authority God has given. Now, what that doesn't mean, okay, is that the church should ever blindly follow the government. Right. Never, ever, ever, because the government is not the authority over the church, authority over the church is and wait for it mm. god what? Uh, i know mind blown but this article here says that the government obviously has the best interest of the church of jesus christ in mind whenever it makes any decision <laughs> it, always it always does oh in earlier times before christians knew better the church stood independent of government regulations of <laughs> oh that church- silly old church didn't oh know what it was doing now here here's the point Here's the next point that you were trying to make. Oh, I, I was earlier, you were jumping the gun. You were oh, trying oh, to go yes. to point 3. I'll let you read this since you're oh, so excited. Okay, thanks. By binding the consciences of all believers, you will out <laughs> you will weed out dangerous and independent thinkers <laughs> from your church. Yep. And this is it. Now I know he meant tongue-in-cheek this whole paragraph satirically. <laughs> I know he did. But but this this is the scary part i believe pastors make decisions this way mm. i believe sometimes it's just easier to make a decision this way right to to not wrestle with an ambiguity so here's the rule you ought to wear masks. and then someone says why and you say look johnny if you can't get on board you can go ahead and take a hike now, that they'll say that as long as Johnny is not contributing um, any significant portion of the budget of the well, church. Well, of course. Now, if Johnny is con- <laughs> contributing to the budget of the church, then they're going to say, they're going to make, oh, the, the fluffy, flowery reasoning comes out, all right? Because if one thing seminary has taught you, it's to be flowery. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Flowers are beautiful. That, was that beautiful? You like that? No, flowers are. Flowers are beautiful. Oh, flowers are beautiful. Mm-hmm. You're right. And spring's coming. Stand firm in your conviction that everyone should have the exact same convictions about masks. Lord it over the people if you must. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, this, no, this is this is the last thing you want to do as a pastor. Your job is to do all the thinking for your church. Since you went to seminary, you are clearly the most qualified to decide if everyone should wear a mask. <laughs> Now, ironically, this is this is kind of this is kinda of what happened, like, right? So last year when the the whole John MacArthur thing was happening and um you know, you had like Jonathan Lehman and not some of the nine marks guys saying, like, no, they should definitely be doing all of this stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. they should definitely be But then you have then you have then you have Lehman going out and marching with the nine with the with the BLM guys, and you're like, wait a second, <laughs> You're you're marching in public with a large group of people. So I I think he has actually since come around, you know, and said, no, like, we need to open churches now, like, a year later, but whatever. But people have tried to do this. People do do this all the time. Do do? This. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Number four. You will be showing your support of the government-mandated shutdown of your congregants' businesses. And this is really good because you want to stand arm in arm with the businesses as they suffer massive financial um, hardship. Right. And so by you by you supporting the government's mandates, right, requiring social distancing, shutting down indoor dining, making it impossible for people <laughs> I'm trying hard because if you support that, then you're standing in solidarity with those poor business owners, right? Is is that? That's what you're doing, mm. right? Yeah, <laughs> and you're you're teaching your government, your, your businesses that the government is really the final authority, right? Like on, Romans 13 says. That's what I mean. We've done an episode If Paul only followed that. Romans 13, he wouldn't have gotten beheaded. <laughs> right, this is and this is the problem. If Paul had taken his own advice, right? That's the hypocrisy of Paul. At the end of the day, you know what? He loses his capital A apostle. It's it's disgusting little a. Please, I would encourage you not to read Acts twenty one through twenty three. Okay, where Paul is flip flopping and playing every possible card he can to pit his opposition against him, that he might leverage at least one more second of being able to give the gospel. Mm. Do not turn. Do not. I repeat, don't read Acts twenty one through twenty three.
1: Don't you know read Just those three chapters. Don't open
0: your Bible at all. You know what? that's probably way safer. That's probably way safer. Well, we just like, need was, to support the government mandates. Here. We need to do more satire articles. This is fun. Here's, <laughs> just there, a couple, couple just a couple, couple sentences from this particular so, number four point here. Social distancing requirements have led many family businesses to close their doors indefinitely. There is no question this was the right decision. <laughs> None. There's no, why would you question it, though? Uh, if even one person dies because of the coronavirus, we have failed as a nation. Oh, my gosh. This is the price we pay for safety. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, I love it because here's, here's what happened. Like, a whole bunch of people just heard you say that, and they think, how insensitive could he possibly be? One, again, this is a satire article, all right? Uh, no one wants no one. No one in the Christian church church wants people to die. No one in Christian shirts? Chris- <laughs> I'm alright, fine, Christian shirts might not be. test off. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> <of fun. laughs> no one no one that will stand on the authoritative word of God wants other people to die. Now if you do, then you, you obviously haven't opened the word of God. Right. Where 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 God through the hypostatic union joins himself to man God. And literally gives his life for humanity, all right? He sacrifices for humanity rather than let humanity bear the brunt of sin and death. Right. This is, this is, it's not a thing. Christians don't want people to die. There's an understanding of how we deal with risk. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This is only number four, though we haven't even gotten to the last two. Wait, wait, wait! So uh, was, the, all right, one more sentence. One more business sentence. Business owner Alfie Oaks committed the unpardonable sin of allowing customers to choose whether to wear a mask. He is a bore in the Lord's Vineyard. <laughs> Avoid such heretics like the plague or the coronavirus. Same thing, right? And do not let them into <laughs> your church unless they repent and don a mask. <laughs> It's <laughs> oh. a bore in the Lord's, Lord's vineyard. <laughs> How dare he let his patrons decide what to do? Uh, all right, we can move on. And number five, you will help Christians understand true science. True science, or as I, I I call it, to science. To science. True, true science. To science. In the past, before scientific advances helped the Church realize many of her errors. Christians used to believe that God created humans with immune systems. There are still some fundamentalists who believe this today. Now that we know better, it would be unconscionable to purport the lie that our bodies are able to develop immunity to viruses and diseases. To be honest, it is disgusting that some parents continue to teach their children this fairy tale. By ensuring that everyone covers their face and stays six feet away from one another, you will reinforce undisputed truth that our bodies were not designed to interact with microbes and develop natural immunity. <laughs> I like how he ends that paragraph. You'll be a hero. Uh-huh. Teach yeah. them the to science people. Healthcare heroes. Number six. You will ensure unity by making everyone act the same way. <laughs> no, wait, wait. That is a form of unity. Right. For th- sure. The, the funny part, I, I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Slabble. You will ensure unity by making everyone act the same way. <laughs> you're making people. That's... Just to be clear, it's called, that, that type of unity is called conformity. <laughs> you're, you're conforming everyone. To, right. Oh my gosh. It doesn't make sense to recommend that only people truly concerned about contracting the virus wear a mask, or face shield, or hazmat suit, if everyone else isn't also required to wear a mask. <laughs> Anytime anyone is concerned about something, then everyone else should also act as if they are concerned about it too. This is what it means to love others. Love means we accept whatever someone else <laughs> believes. <laughs> all right all right (laughs) dangerously close to walking the line we're being completely insensitive to people at this point i know it's so funny though. oh man so the satire here um is that the book um that christian actually wrote was called essential service essential service and it is not a long book, uh, and it is it is a I would I would make it a a recommended reading uh, link in the notes mm-hmm. always link in the show notes uh, for for both this article the satirical article that we just kind of walked through briefly where you can enjoy much humor if you go to to actually read it yourself um, and also link in the notes to essential uh, essential service and and the point is that the essential service. Is the service of the church the church service itself? And the question he's seeking to answer is: Is it essential, right, that the body of Christ actually gather together? What is the biblical, um, the biblical mandates uh, for the church, the Christian church coming coming together? Um, so in the notes you'll find a link to uh, I believe I believe this is going to put the free the free PDF that he actually put out as well the free PDF the free PDF the free PDF in the in the show notes the free DF? Uh, so you can read the book for yourself I I, I recommend oh, no. throwing him throwing a little change his way too and, and purchasing the book because it's cheap first of all one it's not expensive and and two it is put together quite nicely and you'll have be able to have that um, in a physical tangible copy uh, Lord knows that somehow I'm sure. Uh, Any number of web services could probably just hack into your computer and remove that book from it somehow. Mm. 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 Especially if your PDF reader might be your Kindle. Uh, Oh, especially (laughs) especially Amazon just erase that. Press the erase button. Never existed. Gone. (laughs) When they're erasing 1984, (laughs) you know you're not the problem. Dun dun dun. All right, so we have these these six little fun rules, right? The, The reasons you must encourage social distancing. And and mask wearing, right? You will be fitting in. You will encourage everyone to trust the government by binding the consciences consciences of all believers. You will you will weed out dangerous independent thinkers. You will be sh- number four. You'll be showing your support for the government mandated shutdowns of your congregants' businesses. And number five, you will help Christians understand true science. Finally, number six, you'll ensure unity by making everyone act the same way. Now, I'm gonna I'm not gonna speak exactly. Uh, for Chris Hume, but but what he did here is he took what we have made in our society—the Eleventh Commandment, which is "Be ye kind," um, and he took it and he fit it to what our government has done to the church, particularly, um, not just to the church, also any any organization that existed um, about its gathering together. He he took that commandment and applied it to what the government uh, said to do. Now there's there's some that's probably the eleventh commandment. B kind is of probably a another podcast, so I won't touch on that too much. Um, I have much to say. It is a, it is an incredibly bothersome idea to fit that in as a as a rubric for which we must live life. Mm. Um, but here our focus is essential service. Mm. <clears throat> so Jesse is is the church service? Is it really essential? Yes, bigot evil, disgusting, bigot that want you just want people to die, don't you? Yeah. Don't answer that question. <laughs> oh, it's already oh, out wait. Here. Oh, no. <laughs> oh no. That's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke, a joke people. Alright, everyone. But no. Yeah. So so church church, the physical and what we're what we're talking about here is the physical gathering of believers is essential. And um, Chris Hume really he, he lays out all the arguments in his book. You have to read it. It'll take you an afternoon if you're really devoted to it. It's absolutely fantastic. The church has historically ministered. The church has historically moved toward people during times of pandemic, not away from people like we are this year. And, um, you know, in in, in in the show notes, uh, I've got a link to um, a teaching on church membership that we gave at our church, uh, Missio Dei. Um, and I wanted to highlight th- three different points there um, that we have uh, as far as expectations of covenant family members at Miss Your Day. I'm highlighting this particular portion because it, it, it denotes the, the necessity of the physical gathering of the believers, something that you cannot do um, or something you cannot replace with online. So the first is the family gathering, right? Hebrews ten twenty five, Do not neglect the meeting of one another, as is the habit of some. Do not neglect it. Um, now, I don't know if you knew this, Justin, but Paul did not have FaceTime. What? Yes, yes, he did not. Or no, no, he did not. He did not have FaceTime. I thought he had FaceTime on on the uh, on. Wow, I lost it. It just see that this is a thought that just fell out of my head. Oh. On the road oh, to Damascus. Oh, there it is. It's it's, it's over there. Didn't he have? A... Okay. <laughs> Let me pick my fault thought up. Excuse me. <laughs> Got it. Thank you. <laughs> Wasn't it on the road to Damascus that he had oh, a FaceTime? Oh, he, oh, you know what? I guess you could call that oh, FaceTime. Oh, I'm Face sorry. Face to FaceTime with the King of Kings. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you <clears> mean he <throat> didn't? He couldn't like pick up his iPhone and do a little. Right. 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 Ooh, well, like I, like when when he was in prison, uh, he didn't even get his phone call. And no phone calls. What? So, well, that's pretty then. He means we can then assume that when it says "do not neglect meeting together," he means "do not neglect meeting together." But Jesse, he didn't mean not to meet together when there was going to be hardship. I mean, surely, if there was going to be <laughs> hardship, he wouldn't have wanted us. He would have wanted us to not meet together if the hardship would have done anything. You know, if, if it would have could have been possibly lessened, he wouldn't have wanted us meeting together, would he? Funny you mention that. <laughs> because Paul is writing and is being persecuted under the Roman emperor Nero, who is famed for, one, lighting the city of Rome on fire. But, and blaming the Christians, don't but forget two, blaming that the Christians, blaming the Christians for that. He he lit his streets <laughs> with Christians. Well, it was his gardens, not not like, hey, you Christian, can you come light this lamp? It was like, no, Christian, you are the lamp. I will now burn you. That Paul is writing to Christians under hardship, and he is telling them not to neglect meeting together, as is the habit of some. So some were not meeting together. And Paul's like, stop it, stop not doing that. It's almost like he may have considered it essential. essential. <laughs> oh, man, we are we are on point tonight. Oh no! But I mean, other passages like act I have Acts twenty verse seven, and there's there's tons there's tons of these. It is a very easy biblical search to perform. You know, in Acts twenty in Acts twenty verse seven, it, it talks about how the church was gathering on the first day of the week, the Lord's Day. Um, together for teaching. I mean, that that is what the church has done since the very beginning. It is what the ch- church has continued to do throughout the tests of time until COVID happened. Um, and then all of a sudden we just forgot that it was important. Hmm. Well, I think one of the plus sides here uh, is that we've had to even evaluate whether this is a legitimate question. It, it's a good thing. Have to like kind of think through the fact, like, is church really essential? If you don't stop the thing you're physically doing in front of me right now, I swear I will smack you. I will put that away. Oh my gracious! Nobody has any idea what we're talking. Oh about. my gosh! Link in the show notes. I'm going to put it in myself. No. <laughs> No. What was Jesse just physically doing that was unnerving Justin so much? <laughs> 10% discount, oh, I that. <laughs> just kidding, that's not a real sale. Oh. <laughs> All right, we're back on track. Um, Mr. Scrooge, is it? <laughs> one of the things um, that, that Paul pulls out um, is the many avenues uh, that, that come through meeting together. So we come together... As a body of Christ, specifically for certain things, and when we come together, there are things that are only going to happen when you come together. Mm. If you don't come together, those are things that don't happen. And I say that because I kid you not. I thought it was a joke. I saw a class, a, a, an instructional video. It wasn't it wasn't a class per se. It was an instructional video on how to do avatar baptisms. <laughs> No, no, it was real. It was how to help people select an avatar and have that avatar baptized in believer baptism for them. When you said avatar baptism, I thought you meant like water bending, <laughs> oh, like like the last airbender. Yeah. So, no, no, no. This is where where you take a a, a fake non person thing and you baptize it in place of baptizing a person. I yeah. hope this was not in our area. Um, Tell me no. I'm, well, I mean, the, the instruction did not originate from our area. Okay. However, it was instruction for any of those people in the church that may need to learn how to do an avatar baptism, my lord. Now, first of all, if you don't know how to dunk a non-breathing living <laughs> thing underwater, what the heck's wrong with you? Have you ever washed a dish? What are the instructions on doing this, all right? Basically, you were taking the avatar and treating it as if it was the person. Perhaps you had the person. There were ways you could pipe in them reading their testimony, and then you baptized this thing in the water like it was the person. What are we doing? What? What is that? It is stripping baptism of its purpose, function, and and every 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 other. Good thing God has bestowed upon that act. <laughs> now, I, I will say this: it's for, fake Christianity. That's not real Christianity. Perhaps we've gone so far as to not even consider baptism an important thing, and maybe we've lo- it's lost its meaning altogether. Anyway, but honestly, well, clearly, for some people, that is not baptism. Right. All right. Uh, there's there's also something very real and tangible um, to the other sacrament of the church, the other biblical sacrament, which would be communion. Um, we call it communion, get this, because it's like no. you're supposed to. No. Yeah. Commune. What? I know. It's like it's in the name. It's in the It's, it's like, like it's like, right there. It's like the Boy Scouts. It's in the name. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. Right? <laughs> not anymore. This is the problem. <laughs> they figured it out. So so with communion, it's the coming together of the body of Christ, right? Now, formerly in early church, it was, it was actually seen as a time where you, you'd be sharing a meal um, together. And the specific point is to celebrate the, uh, the, the death, the broken body, the shed blood of Christ together and remember it as a church together. Right. Corporately. Corporately. In community. Um, and, And now, now we are doing that online. Well, you can't do that online. But we are. But are we? That's the question. If we're doing it online, are we really doing it? No. Okay. All right. Well, that's an answer. That's one answer. Uh, one of the two. <laughs> it's definitely one of the two. Sometimes it's not applicable to this. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's, it's only sometimes two. Sometimes it yes, is. No. Sometimes, no. Sometimes, get out of here. Get off the fence. Fall one way or the other. Gee whiz. People sitting on the fence. So here's where I wanted to come into it, maybe talking about some of the practical ideas here because I'm concerned at this point that, that maybe some people think I or you are insensitive to the fact that there are literally people, right? With, uh, let's, I mean, even, you don't even need to do this for coronavirus. This is the problem. Some people during coronavirus, uh, with, who who certainly needed to take extra precaution, perhaps they were older, lacking the ability that for their body to have a strong immune system and T cell, uh, buildup, right. For, for fighting off viruses, perhaps they were older. And that was, that was clearly one of the most affected demographics. Um, perhaps they have um, other contributing factors that would cause their health to be negatively impacted by coronavirus in a much more dramatic way than than is the norm for coronavirus. And and so there are people that were obviously could be very affected, but at the same time, many of these people are the same types of people that would be dramatically infected, uh, dramatically affected, right? During during normal year, right? We have the, the church has for for centuries literally ministered to those who are sick confirmed or shut in, particularly those people specifically. And I'm concerned that as we, we looked at a satirical article, some people may think that we're saying, right, that that an online church service is not actually the church coming together. And they would be concerned that we we're saying that because that's exactly what we are saying. <laughs> right. That is quite actually exactly. I was like, I was like, wait, is he going to say something different than what I think? He would say? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was really contemplating. Maybe I should create my some hand, sort of. My hands start sweating. My heart starts beating faster. I'm like, oh no, are we doing this on air? <laughs> I was like, maybe we should. Maybe I should cause controversy so we could really fight it out right on right on air. I could just be devil's advocate the whole time. No, I hate that. Oh, you hate that. It gets all. You get your anxiety up, really. It does. Not to mention, no no one should ever want to be the devil's advocate. Now, speaking of which, anxiety was something that was dramatically increased during the, all the lockdowns and shutdowns in our country. I couldn't tell. You couldn't tell? No. It was dramatically increased. Depression skyrocketed. Mm. It turns out when people can't interact with people like the way people have always interacted and were designed by their creator to interact with people, they become very depressed mm-hmm. and anxious. Well, that's on top of all the media coverage telling them to be depressed and anxious. <laughs> run, run, fear, be afraid. <laughs> Mostly peaceful, but fiery protests. <laughs> All right. All right. Don't die. You're diverging. <laughs> Sorry. That's not necessarily correct. So we have a few statements and maybe we can unpack them for you. All right. Online church is the wrong term. A broadcast church service is not the communion of the saints. Agree? Okay. Disagree? No, I, I agree with that. How do we unpack that, though, in a way that makes it m- meaningful? Have we, done, have we already done that enough? Like, I feel like we've already done that one another. Well, crap. I should have read that before you unpacked. I don't know. We're, we're doing great, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the point here being, all right, <laughs> you so have pastors today, and this is kind of what bothers me. All right. Ready? Tell me what bothers me. Well, here's about something about. I like to listen to, something I enjoy listening to. And maybe you can put a link to this in the show notes. I just make you do things by, by saying link in the show that, notes. That's fine. Um, I'm Ma- keeping up. Martin Lloyd-Jones um, would... <laughs> MLJ, MLJ, Doctor Martin Lloyd Jones. He was actually a real doctor that became a, a very very solid biblical teacher, uh, pastor, and uh, when when he was teaching, we, lots of his sermons are recorded, and so you can use his app and listen to you know his teaching on Romans, which you know only took him several years mm-hmm. to get through. Or, or you, you, he's really good. When I listen to him teach, I am not a member of his church. Now, I could listen to it on Sunday at 10 o'clock mm-hmm. and I could listen to Martin Lloyd Jones preaching from uh, 1950 and, and, and really be connected with what he's teaching and instructing me. And yet there is no possible way for me to be sitting under his authority in a church because he's dead now that's broadcast for anyone to listen to right however just because it's broadcast doesn't mean that is the same thing as being a member of a local expression of the church right, all right? right. Br- br- bring it into today pastor all what, right what, what all are right. you trying to tell me what i'm trying to say is just because somebody says they are a global church and broadcasts their sermon on the streamings okay and you sit in your, in your boxers and watch that on a Sunday morning doesn't make you actually a member of the church. It doesn't mean you are a part of a church service. Mm. It simply means, just like watching Seinfeld doesn't make you actually a part of those people's lives, doesn't mean you're a part of what that church is actually doing. Oh. Right? Well, this is going to put a lot of people off. I, and I really... <clears> I. I really don't want to do that, but I will. I <laughs> don't want you to be upset. We just want you to change. <laughs> no, I'm 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 tracking completely with that. And it's such a disingenuous thing, isn't it? Like, like um, I have watched. Don't judge me. Everyone out there judging me. I have watched the series of Friends with my wife uh, so many times that I I I, I can probably tell you. You know, give or take, which season that any episode playing might fall in. That's how many times I've. It, it's it's great. It's background noise at this point, right? Never at any point did I actually assume you have the same thing with cocoa melon. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, not cocoa melon. Oh, we've just lost all of the people that are not parents of young children. Link in the show notes. Oh don't, gosh, don't no, don't it. click on it. Your <laughs> mind will melt out of your mouth. That's... all right, but never at any time did I assume that I actually right. Was a part of what of, of the people that made up the scenes in Central Park. Like, at no point did I think I actually had a rent controlled apartment in New York. All right, just because I watched the show, I, I didn't actually think that I was connected to those people in a real way, right? And we, we, we hit. We hit these points in our teaching. I mean, there, there's things that that cannot be done. Um, there are things that cannot be done in it in a virtual setting that the church is called to do. So, for instance, the church is actually called to geocentric leadership. Um, we've got a couple passages in Titus, and you can you can read these in the show notes. Uh, we got Titus one five, First Timothy three fourteen through fifteen, Galatians one two. There were people sent to places to raise up elders in those places. And these places had different churches in them with different elders and leaders. So there's a geocentricity to this that you don't get online. You also can't be placed under church discipline for reproof and correction by Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones just because you listen to him. Yet that is a clear call from the scriptures that must be performed to protect the body and the flock. Um, additionally, spiritual gifting. Um, I don't know about you, but I can't be hospitable with somebody in Indiana. Or even, like, in Philadelphia. Well, you could send them a care package through the mail. Well, sure, but is that... <laughs> <laughs> you could, like... <clears throat> <clears throat> if they like bought a shirt or something i could oh my gosh if you shamelessly them, plug slash shop one more time i'm going to have to smack you <laughs> i don't know what i'm going to do um you know so there's 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 spiritual gifting that's involved i mean encouragement sure you can try to encourage somebody over the phone or over the or over the the face times but you can't hug that person you can't, you can't put your hand on their shoulder and draw them in close to you like you would your child. I if the scripture says anything about laying hands on people. Oh, several times. What? Several times. Oh, crap. What is that? I'm thinking of James. What are you thinking Okay, of? they didn't have coronavirus in the scriptures, Jesse. Oh, my gosh. If they had had coronavirus, they never would have written that. Right. <laughs> Why are you ignoring me? <laughs> I- I just I don't know what to say, so I'm just looking at my computer screen. Now. Oh, I feel like you're a nightmare. But I mean, but I mean, like, you... uh, just to be clear, they had they they had massive outbreaks of disease, in particularly in the places where Christianity spread, namely the cities, constantly. Just to be clear, so you're saying this, it wasn't just Christianity that was spreading? Oh no, things, lots of things were spreading. Jeez, I mean, a, a case of IBS, a case of IBS in a in a, in a early church century Roman city was, like, not great. You pass that around and we got a serious problem, right? The dysentery. The dysentery really, really did a number on people. Yeah. All right. Um. right. (laughs) Are we belaboring this too far? Too much here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The next, here's here's, here's another point. No, no, no. Another, Another point. Online worship is a misnomer, all right? The combination there. Because worship is a position of the heart and should be the position of every Christian heart. For certain, corporate worship is not achieved through a stream. It is achieved through the coming together of the body of Christ. Hmm. 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 So, what you're saying is that corporate worship can't be achieved through the online stream. It's gotta come from the living water. Oh, yes. Yeah. Say it again. The, I don't know. Okay, well, this is bad. I, I this is bad. No, we've gone down the dark This is a dark alley. We really um, jumped. <laughs> we've jumped but um yeah so no i i agree so corporate corporate worship cor- <laughs> try again corporate worship is and not go. achieved through a stream it is achieved through the coming together of the body of christ that is exactly right you cannot admonish one another you cannot encourage one another you cannot greet one another with a holy kiss you cannot appropriately grieve with one another you cannot appropriately grieve with one another i mean that's another thing that COVID did take away all the funerals for people so angry so angry i didn't have to see it as much as you did in the hospitals in particular clear scenarios where people could not be a part of what was happening that was incredibly grievous to them they couldn't be a part and share that with others that that were their family members the dying alone... You know what? I'm not going to do it. It makes me... It, it breaks me inside. Yeah. The amount of people that died alone. Right. And so... And so... <clears throat> I'm just read your therapy. So, it's it's fundamentally misunderstanding what the corporate gathering is, right? The corporate gathering is not sitting, just sitting under teaching. The corporate gathering... Is a gathering of a body of believers all worshiping God in in unity, not forced unity. Conformity. But, but not conformity, but in unity together. It is it is raising up your voices and singing praises to him. It is bowing all of your heads and praying together to God. It is it is like sitting under the admonition of, of, of a similar teaching that you can share and exhort each other in. Right. There's no accountability when you're not with one another you don't know if if johnny's kids are misbehaving and the man sure it was up on the tv but the man couldn't even watch it his kids were freaking out oh my gosh let me tell you between trying to actually do an online stream and actually listen to an online stream these things are terrible not it is not easy look and if we had trouble with it in our tiny little church i know y'all are having trouble with it in your giant churches all right so simmer down. And day. let me tell you, if you can't see from the waist down on your pasture, you should have questions. You don't know what he's wearing. He could be doing nothing. Now. You have no idea. Oh, oh, oh. Yep. <laughs> don't touch that one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just let me go off. That's okay. <laughs> I, I was trying to think of the name of that congressman. Or, or no. whoever it was on that no. panel. No. But we will not no, do that. No, we won't. We will not talk about him. No link in the show notes. Uh, The the third and final point uh, here is that meeting the needs of those who are confined is an important aspect the church needs to address. The question is not if the church should accommodate these individuals, but rather how the church should accommodate these individuals. Yep. Because you could very well be sitting at home saying, I literally, physically cannot get to church. Now, we think that that is the minority of people... But there are people in that situation nonetheless yeah let me be clear what we're not, what we're saying here for if you're like i cannot physically make it to church and the reason you can't make it to church is because your child is over sporting okay that's not a reason to not make it to church correct uh if you're not making it to church because you're on you 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 your job forces you to work sundays you may have to have a different conversation there if you're not making it to church i know i know that offends people oh man is that that hits hard change I'm just, my job for uh, the sake of christ i don't i'm not i'm not i didn't outright say that i said you need to have a longer conversation we need to think about things there are circumstances i'm not saying there aren't okay you need to have a longer conversation about it if but but if you're if you're not able to make it to church because it's at an inconvenient time for when you've been gifted the time slot at your gym because the government says you can't go to the gym except for when you've signed up early and in advance or god forbid you can't make it to church because you're not fast enough to sign up to get to church and make make the time slots at church because it does the same thing your gym does then we've we've reached a problem we've we've reached a critical mass problem that is holistically unacceptable to the biblical call to worship god mm-hmm. as a body of christ so what do we do though like and here's where here's where I want to be consistent. What do we do with those who can't, who are, who are, um, what the church has traditionally called people that are, are shut in. That is that they cannot get out of their house, perhaps, um, because of, of advanced age or perhaps because they have a, a certain physical disability, a, a limiting disability that, that does not allow them to be able to make it to a church service. What are, what is the church to do? Is the church to say, click on the link below or is there something more that the church is actually supposed to do? It's a hard word. Well, I mean, you know, it's and it's like, it's like the idea, like when, when the elders were, were serving the tables and not not adhering to the to the presentation of the word of God, you know, they, they raised up deacons to to accommodate those who are needy and destitute at, among among the believers, and that's exactly what our church should be doing. We should not, we should not allow something that is not church to replace church for those individuals and think that we're doing a good enough job to love and care for them, right? There is more to do. Can you have a live stream up so that they can listen to it? Sure. That is not the extent of your care for that person. No, because you think that you're checking a box. Correct of love for that person you are sadly mistaken because that's not what the bible but we got a whole new software that makes the notes and everything flow so beautifully and interchangeably that 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 it's it's wonderful no 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 No. people in the home in whatever way is able to happen you have the conversation you have the hard conversation what does it look like for us to bring you into the church how do we accommodate you what does it look yeah, like yeah. for us to be able to bring aspects of the church to you so that you may find yourself right. in communion with those members that can be there? Yeah. What, what do we do? I'll never forget. One, one of the most poignant times in my uh, in my high school years, Justin, and I know you remember this, is yeah. when we brought 100%. communion to uh, Becca's grandma mm-hmm. in the nursing home, yep. who hadn't partaken of communion in God knows how long. Yep. You know? Like communion's portable but it's got to happen in the communion of believers right absolutely or else it's not communion and and that's that is something this is this is perhaps speaks to so many larger cultural issues about how we value and see uh, life on both ends both the beginning and also the end of life and how we have we have seriously de- devalued it um, because one of the most uh, fervent Lady is in her word was was grace, great amount mm-hmm. grace. Um, her Bible was marked up. Her devotional was marked up, um, and and uh, one of the things she loved to do the most was be able to give to ministries, and yet and yet those ministries, I don't know how many checks they cash from that woman. I didn't see anybody at her door, mm. and that's the thing the church misses. Right, right. I, I there there are people that I get to deliver to, and sometimes I'm the only contact they have. And it is, it, and I, and, and so I'll purposefully have contact with them so that they can know that that somebody cares. Because long before I am a delivery person, I am a a Christian. I am a follower of Christ, and He has given me a far bigger task than to drop off some packages. And that's 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 the long and short of it. But that's how the church meets these needs. The church doesn't say, "Click the link below." Congratulations, you've made it to church this week. Don't forget to send your check. Right. The church says, "Hey." To be a part of the church, you need to commune with those people in the church so that they can know how to pray for you, know how to love you, know how to encourage you with the word, know how to help share the sacraments with you, and speak to your needs, and hear from you, and hear what your needs are, and hear how you're growing, and that's what is necessary. Mm -hmm. And there are aspects of that... That's church. Yeah. There are aspects of that, that that cannot possibly be accomplished through the amazing interwebs. Right. Right. So, I mean... I don't have any more to say on this point. Oh, what, what a, a tangled interweb we weave when we practice to deceive about what church is said to be. We make false idols. So I got nothing I was trying to do. It wasn't going to work. The <laughs> rhyme was dying. What a what a mess <laughs> up. At first, I thought you were quoting something. And was, <laughs> well, that's know. how good it started. <laughs> <isn't> it really <laughs> <You know, laughs> just kind of went, like, I thought Aww. of the notes. All right. Well, uh, we'll we'll leave you with that. Um we expect people to be, you know, upset or perturbed or perhaps even, you know, relieved to have someone telling them this. You know what, one more practical thing. Are, All are, right. we, are, we, are we are we over our time? I don't want to go you too know far. What? I feel like we are, but no no, Okay, really. I just I just wanna say one last thing. We're we're not if you have thought us insensitive up to but hopefully you haven't by understanding the last point what we're actually saying. We're actually saying that this means more hard work for the church. Right. We're saying that that is not what church is. It requires more because God asks for more from his people, all right? And and the least God, that God's people can do is to open up his word and follow what he has asked them to do. Now, I say that practically because at our church, we, we have at-risk people. We have older people. We have sought to make as many accommodations possible as we could so that they could be a part of our church service. Mm-hmm. And, and by God's grace, I, I really do believe, I, I'm really thankful for their hearts as well to, to work as hard as they can to be a part of the gathering together of the saints. It has been an mm-hmm. encouragement to me. Yeah. And, and it, you know what's funny is it makes you think, you know what, that work was hard, but, but hard work is worth it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, what, what did we go? We went, we went streaming initially for what, three weeks? I believe it did three weeks. It wasn't long before we figured out that before, it was terrible. Before we said that this is not this is not going to work. This is not what church is. And then we we did parking lot church right for a while. We did mm-hmm. we did in the cars. We did people could back up and open their tailgates. It, it, it was it was cool. It was different. And and then we said ultimately, all right, we're already outside. God's bless us with this beautiful weather here. Thanks thank you that it came in the spring. Um and and we. We rolled out, you know, into uh, into outside church, just straight up. Let's set up some chairs and and do outside church. And uh, and and I I think I think by doing that, by trying to accommodate, by slowly trying to understand and really focus on on what the gathering was supposed to be, we opened up some doors. Yeah. For people to be able to wrestle with, and that's what we want. That's all we want you to do is to take a resource like this and wrestle with what does God say church is, mm-hmm. and how am I following God. In, in, in living out the call that the Bible would give me to be a part of a local church. So if you're not a member of a local church, by golly, you need to be one. Yeah and, and to, just just to add to that point, <clears throat> we could do this all night. but uh, just to, just to add to that point, I, I think that we have such we have such and we have ingrained in our minds we have such a high view of um, efficiency. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Justin's down. Good. <laughs> okay. We have such a high view of efficiency that we think that everything we have to do needs to be clean and neat and efficient. But that's just not how people work. Okay? People aren't things to be placed in systems to be systemized, categorized, and auto- uh, uh, automated, right? They're not automata- automatons? So, uh, I, I a, automatons? I was trying to think of it. Automatons? I was trying to think of an eyes, but... My Baptist isn't working right now. Um so <laughs> sorry. So, you know, but but reality is lived in the mess, in the brokenness, in the hard conversations. So what you yeah. have to do, if you're a leader or a pastor, you have to be willing to take a step back and say, No, I will have these hard conversations. Because sometimes all that might need to happen is say, hey. I love you enough to know that being at church is good for you and I want to know what we can do to make sure you are safe at church or or what else can we do there you have to be you have to be willing to sacrifice the time sacrifice the effort to make the hard plan to ensure that that happens cuz that's what shepherding is and that's what caring for your flock looks like one of the true religious- online church is not caring for your flock but hmm. well, oh, boy is it know. easy Boy, is it easy! Think couple, about how much money the trick A couple church hundred bucks in a soft, nice little software, a nice little video, and you can do it from your house. You can sell that, sell that building. Mm-hmm. You don't need a building. We are a global community online. Yeah. Mm. Let me just ask yourself: Is Facebook really? Is that really relationships? Is that real relationships? Come on, man! Like, come on! They're all my friends. Yeah, it says friends. Some of them would rather not be your friend. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm not going to go there. Uh, so right. I, we would encourage you, pastors. Um, you need to start thinking about it and getting yourself together. If you're not, if you're not following God's biblical call to be uh, to be the church, then what are you doing? Hmm. Yeah, and and if you're if you're a Christian and you're not a part, a member of a local body of Christ, um, open up the Word. W- what are you doing? W- what are you doing? Right. And if it if ain't and if it ain't doing what you should be doing, you can change right now. Amen. You just change. That's all you gotta do. You just change. It's repentance. Boom, and it's right there for you. No need to make a big deal about it. Nope. You just change. Ain't that life? Yep. All right. Well, thanks. Uh we have successfully wrapped up another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast. You can always uh head to our new website. Carbyfitz.com, where there is an amazing blog up right now. Absolutely awesome blog. You should check it out. Uh, you give yourself about ten minutes to read it. It's going to take you some time, and it is going to put you on your on your butt. It's going to put you right on your butt. Uh, but you should definitely check that out. Yeah. Uh, while you're so- there, click over to the shop. Check out the uh, the uh, awesome "Come and Take It" shirt uh, with the pulpit right where the old Gonzalez uh, flag would have had the cannon. Uh, because honestly. Uh, Church, government—two separate spheres. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. We have got a new shipment of shirts coming in this week, and yep. uh, we, we got, got some pre-orders re- already coming out. So if you uh, if you really want to have one of these shirts, you, you should probably pre-order it because uh, don't expect it to be hanging around too long before you have to order a whole other batch and then you have to wait longer. And, and don't do that. Don't, don't 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 be sad. Don't be sad. No don't need be to, to sad be. There's salary. no need to be sad. You be can be a happy Hank. Uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, 10% of those proceeds are still going to be sent up to Canada uh, to support Grace Life Church and Pastor Coates and his wife Erin and, and their family up there. They're going to still have some legal battles to be fighting. Uh, we are thankful, though, that James Coates is indeed out of prison because he shouldn't have been there in the first place. So we are very thankful for that. But the, the, the legal troubles are not yet over, unfortunately. No. You think the government is just going to give up. <laughs> You're wrong. Don't, don't, the laughing. And on that note, I think we would both like to tell you very firmly that you need to seize the faith.